Good evening and welcome to the NFL Draft. Tonight, we officially welcome the next generation of players. So if you're ready, are you ready? Let's get it started. The NFL Draft is officially open. Podcast. I am Trevor Sikimo with me as always, my esteemed co-host Benjamin Solak on another episode where we are running through every division in the NFL in what we are calling the NFL Antarctica Invitational, which is a creative way for basically Ben and I to figure out what the best division, most talented division in the NFL is. We've got a fun stipulation behind it, but essentially what we're doing is during this series, Ben and I are drafting the best starting 22 for a singular division using only the teams that are, of course, in that division. And when it's all said and done, you guys are going to vote on which team you think is the best. That's going to determine the seeding for the tournament. And then Ben and I are going to wrap it up with a full episode where we have these teams go head to head. Today we have a division that is near and dear to Ben's heart. It is the NFC East. It contains the Dallas Cowboys, the New York Giants, the Washington football team, and of course, the Philadelphia Eagles. Ben, before we get onto it, how are you, my friend? Oh, everything is delicious. Thank you for asking. Uh, super stoked to do the NFC East, a division known for having talented football players. I thought we'd get more snark in there from you. I really, I really did. I thought we would get it. Well, I'm that's here a, to tell that's you. That's that's really I'm that here, sounded I'm, really genuine. I'm here. I'm here to tell you it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> division's bad, brother. Actually, I it's it's fine. Like when I went through the players, I was like, ah, oh, this is workable. It's definitely not not one of the, the top ones we've done so far, but it, it isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. No, I think I think we'll be able to make a pretty good team here out of the NFC East. I think we'll be able to make some good representation down in Antarctica for this division. I, I failed to allow you to name the mascot of the division last episode. We waited till the middle of the episode to do that. So I'm instead going to let you name this division here and now to start the pod before we get to it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I looked up this time, best places to visit in Antarctica. And the number one spot is the Antarctic Peninsula, which is just the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. What? Why? Because you're basically saying the best part to visit of Antarctica is Antarctica. Ben, what are they supposed to say? This isn't like, this isn't, this isn't like a, a, a destination. People aren't people aren't getting married in Antarctica. People aren't vacationing in Antarctica. But they could. Uh, okay, so it's a good point. Antar- didn't for, didn't Antarctic- think about that. No, it's okay because I looked it up, and the Antarctic Pen- Peninsula. This is from Wikipedia, known as O'Higgins Land in Chile. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Hell we accept yeah. That. Also known as Tierra de San Martin. Lame. Uh, originally as the Palmer Peninsula, lame, and Gramland. Gramland's kind of cute, if we're going to be honest. No. Um, the O'Higgins, what was it? O'Higgins Land. <laughs> uh, <laughs> come on, O'Higgins. I, I thought that would be good. Uh, O'Higgins Land, and this is from onthegotours.com, Antarctica Best Places to Visit. Uh, jutting out of Antarctica, Antarctic Peninsula, most successful part, da 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 Exhibition cruises, da 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 Jagged mountain peaks, da 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 Whilst back out to sea, there are good opportunities to spot killer orca, humpback whales, and mink whales. And the mink whale, or the lesser rorqual, is a little cute little baleen whale that looks like it's frowning all the time. It's a little, like, torpedo-shaped, kind of like a big, chunky blue whale, except a lot smaller. 
And it's like same proportions, just tiny. Uh, and so, ladies and gentlemen, I give you the O'Higgins Land Minx. Wow. Yeah. A lot going wow. On. This one, I'm actually I'm actively rooting for the NFCs now. Actively rooting for the O'Higgins Land Minx. I am putting more time, effort, and passion into forming this team now that it's the O'Higgins Land Minx. So let's start with the quarterback position. Let's start running down this division. For the Philadelphia Eagles representing Philly, we got Jalen Hurts and Joe Flacco. Watch your mouth. I'm not going to keep Joe Flacco out of this. I could never. Uh, For the Dallas Cowboys, we got Dak Prescott. And by the way, we got to remind everybody that we contacted God. He responded. He said that we could turn injuries off for this tournament. So everybody's good to go. Health isn't going to be a concern. We're getting best of the best from every division. Don't have to worry about availability. Uh, So we got Dak Prescott for the Dallas Cowboys. Ryan Fitzmagic for the Washington football team. And then for the New York Giants, we got Daniel Jones and Mike Lennon. Remember, Shout out Mike Remember Lennon. when I said uh, that the AFC East is the biggest disparity in quarterback talent in the league last podcast? You did say that, yeah. Yeah, I was wrong. Uh, it's the NFC East where is you it? have— Yes. No, I mean, of course, like, Dak is number one, no doubt about it. But, like, how far behind is Ryan Fitzpatrick? A lot, Trevor. Okay, I know you but love Ryan. But is he further Trevor. behind Trevor. than the players in the AFC East versus Josh Allen? Yes. Tua hasn't proven crap yet. Zach Wilson hasn't proven crap yet. Cam Newton looked like an absolute shell of himself, and Mac Jones haven't hasn't proven crap yet. Yeah, he looked like a shell of himself after COVID. I would say before COVID, he looked like a player who was clearly demonstrably better than Ryan Fitzpatrick. Also, mm-hmm. for all of your, also, mm-hmm. for all of your, also, mm-hmm. for all of your, I'm not doing it again, for all of your, uh, hasn't proven anything yet, I would say that Ryan Fitzpatrick has proven a lot of things. We know what Ryan Fitzpatrick is, and not all of those things are good things. Uh, and so Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's been on like seven different teams in the last seven years or whatever it is, there's a reason for that, brother. Uh, and I think that... Yeah, it's because six teams are stupid. He's a journeyman quarterback who uh, these other teams have what they believe to be potential quarterbacks of the future. Uh, and so, yes, I would say that that delta is that significant. Anyway, it's definitely Dak. Yeah, no question about it. It's Dak Prescott to be the quarterback. And that's a really good start here. Running back for Philly. Got Miles Sanders. And that's it? I mean, that's basically all the, the people we would name. Kenny, Kenny Gainwell, baby. Uh, hey, big, listen, big supporters of Kenny Gainwell here on this podcast. At least one of us was pre-draft. For the Dallas Cowboys, we've got Ezekiel Elliott. We've got Tony Pollard. For the Washington football team, we've got Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick, Peyton Barber, shout out. And then for the New York Giants, we've got Saquon Barkley. Uh, so this is Saquon, right? With injuries off, we generally agree Saquon's one of the best backs in the league. It's just been a while since we've seen it. Yeah, without a doubt. No question about it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I... I uh, uh, what's his name? I know Saquon his Barkley. Name Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott. No, Ezekiel Elliott <laughs> is very good. But I will say, I think we're getting towards the end of you know Zeke's health and efficacy and, and really him being a top back. And and so much of what makes Zeke good is the little stuff. He's so good at, at those little glancing blows through contact and working his way through all that. I, I think, again, like I said, I'd be remiss. To, I don't want to present as if Zeke's going to be bad. I think Zeke's just on his way down. And obviously, I think that uh, 
uh, Saquon still young. He's very much still a, a, a tenable guy. So to me, uh, it is it is Barkley, and uh, I got respect for Zeke. I love the Zeke plays, but yeah. I just don't think he's at that level right now. I suppose I shouldn't have said it's not even close because that is pretty disrespectful to Zeke because he's had a really good five years in the NFL. But when I said it's Saquon Barkley, it's not even close. Basically, I'm not a, a really considering Zeke, even though he has been pretty good and so that I, I didn't mean to belittle his talent in that way because he has been really steady for that team but he's been running behind a really great offensive line as well and I, I don't want to take that away from him but Barkley is just clearly more when it comes to creating on your own and I think that Barkley brings a lot more dynamic ability to the game whether it's as a ball carrier or in the passing game as well and so Zeke is good Saquon special that's kind of the way that I see it here. So uh, I don't really think it's too much of a debate, even though we do have to give Zeke his props a little bit there. Wide receiver, this has been an area where we've had a lot of discussion over the last couple of episodes when it's been forming these three wide receivers and then even throwing tight end in there as well, which we will do in a second. For the Philadelphia Eagles, we got Jalen Rager, we got Devontae Smith, we got Travis Fulgham. For the Dallas Cowboys, we got Amari Cooper, we got Michael Gallup, we got CeeDee Lamb, strong. For the Washington football team, we got Terry McLaurin, we got Kelvin Harmon, we got Curtis Samuel, we got Diami Brown. And then for the New York Giants, we have Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton, Kadarius Toney, Sterling Shepard, John Ross, shout out. Oh, you're disgusting. (laughs) I knew that would make you so mad. This is a stacked division when it comes to wide receiver. It's a it's a it's a uniquely tricky one because There's, I would say, not a lot of like, all right, clear, like I talk about my non-negotiables, not a lot of clear wide receiver one, he's a top guy, he's dominant, da, 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 whatever. A ton of tier two guys. And so now it's like, well, heck, that's not, that makes this more difficult than I, I would tell be. you. I would tell you there's one non-negotiable. All right. I would also say there's one that's probably non-negotiable. It's Amari Cooper. Yeah, it's Amari Cooper. Right. Okay. Okay, cool. So we agree on that. There was there uh, was just no when we say non-negotiables, we mean that there's no way we can name three wide receivers without naming Amari Cooper. Like there's no combination of wide receivers in this division where it makes sense where Cooper's not on there. No way. So that's what I think. Yeah, he's non-negotiable for me, no question. Who I was arguing with somebody recently about Amari Cooper, and I just think that the route running is too good, the physical profile is too good. I know were, that he hasn't you, you did that on the PFF podcast, right? Maybe. I thought I saw a snippet on there where you were arguing. It was it was Amari Cooper or Terry McLaurin, and you took Amari Cooper. Oh, I didn't even notice that video, if we're going to be honest. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, people are too busy sharing the Bills video. Yeah, the BFF video has been right. It's been a lot. Uh, and so I kind of lo- lost that there in translation. But anyway, uh, so I think it's Amari. I also would say with, with my chest, uh, you know, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard. Uh, to me, Terry McLaurin is the clear top of that group, and I would want him to be wide receiver two on the team. And I think you would agree with that, given what I think I know about your takes. I, I would. Yeah, there's no question yeah. about it. I, th- I think that he would be number two for me, even amongst a really talented wide receiver room. And so I, I actually I, I agreed with you when I listened to that little clip of you on that podcast because I thought that you did a very nice job making sure that you praise both receivers because both are really, really good. But Amari, I think, just does it at a higher level when it comes to being bigger 
and stronger and faster. Like, I just think Amari does what Terry does at a more athletic level. Now, have we seen the consistency from Cooper all the time? No, we haven't. And I think that's why people sometimes shy away from really continually giving Amari Cooper his praise for what he's able to do. But, I mean, when the dude's on, he's an incredible wide receiver. So I would say that Amari's the number one choice in this division, and I think McLaurin is clearly the number two choice in this division, even with a lot of great players around him. I would tell you that Kenny Galladay would be my three. I'm voting for Kenny Galladay because I think that that wide receiver room of Galladay, McLaurin, and Amari Cooper is really, really good. So you mentioned a handful of other guys. Michael Gallup's really nice. CeeDee Lamb's obviously had a great rookie season, and he's going to be great as well. Curtis Samuel I like, but I, it's it's still Kenny Galladay to me. I, I think that he is he's the guy that I would go with as the number three here. I think that Michael Gallup is better at Kenny Galladay's best thing and then brings more other things to the table. And I am, I only became comfortable in this take in doing prep for this podcast. And I know stats-wise, Gallup has uh, the one 1,000-yard season. Uh, Galladay has the two. Uh, obviously, Galladay was banged up last season, but he was still producing at a very high rate, 17 yards per reception. He was catching 62% of his passes, which is what, his highest number of his career. But to me, Gallup is as efficient as a player on just a little bit less volume. Uh, you're looking at similar yards per route run. You're looking at similar yards per reception. You're looking at similar catch rates. Uh, it's just Gallup doesn't get the same amount of attention. Now, but how much do you think that also goes towards defenses are keying in on Amari Cooper just as much, right? And so, like, I don't, I don't want to totally take away from Gallup's ability because I agree he's been a really good wide receiver, but there's no question that Kenny Galladay has been wide receiver one during the years that he was dominant in Detroit and Gallup was always wide receiver two at best when it came to how much attention the defense could play to them. Right. Yeah. That's a good point, Trev. And I think the Gallup's really good. And so I was honestly, I was going to let this come down to a genuine coin toss because I know you love Michael Gallup and you've been, you've been pumping up Michael Gallup, which I think somebody has needed to over the last year because he has been quietly really great, but I would still vote for Kenny Galladay. Any Curtis Samuel thought here? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I give it thought, but it's way too much per- potential over production at this point, especially when you're also weighing guys like Gallup, who have already done it, and like Galladay, who's already done it. I think Samuel has a, a really nice year coming up. I, I hope that his best days of football is a as a focal point for an offense or ahead of him because they just weren't really doing that nearly as much in Carolina as they could have been. So. I think that he's a good wide receiver. I think he's a great slot weapon, but I can't put Samuel in over these two guys who have already proven that they know how to do it. Yes, I also think Samuel is worthy of mention, but it should be out. I think that it would be acceptable to have Michael Gallup above Kenny Galladay, but I'm fine putting Galladay in there. I think that Amari and and Terry McLaurin right are going to get the job done for us as route runners, and so we can just go skyscraper with Galladay right. and get away with it. Right. I think yeah. about that too. If we're if we're doing the team building aspect of it, holy cow! Look at this offense: Dak Prescott, Saquon Barkley, Amari Cooper, Terry McLaurin, Kenny Galladay. It's healthy. I'm already excited. Now about let's it. do let's 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 do tight end. Okay, we're doing <laughs> tight end here. Uh, does Zach Actually, tight end's not bad either. Does Zach Ertz count for Philly? He's still he's still on the roster. Zach Ertz uh, counts. All right, we got Zach go, Ertz. Baby. We got Dallas Goddard. Uh, for the Dallas Cowboys, we've got Blake Jarwin, Dalton Schultz, Jeremy Other Sprinkle. Names? 
Artavius Lynn? For the Washington Ooh. football team, we've got... <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, we've got Logan Thomas. And for the New York Giants, we have Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph, Levine Toilolo, Caden Smith. And there we go. Okay, here's the, here's the take. It's a take. All right. Let's hear it. It's here. The I take th- to hear. I think, I think Dallas Goddard is the best in this group. And I know people... I know Blake Jarwin's good, and I know Logan Thomas is good. But I, I do think it's... It, I, I do think it's... It's Goddard. I think that's fair. Like, I don't want to be playing with Eagles, uh, whatever they're called, glasses here. Eagles. Rose. You know, fan goggles. F- Eagles Philly goggles. colored yeah, yeah. glasses. Bird. Le- bird. Midnight fe- green. Feather goggles. made glasses. But I, on film to me, Goddard is, is comfortably the most complete, and he's lacking nothing as a receiver. He just doesn't use as much as a receiver as they are. And so, <sighs> to me, that's who it is. I think that it should be Dallas Goddard. You're, uh, you're allowed to tell me that I'm dumb. No, I mean, like, I, I don't totally hate it. I, I, I Logan Thomas was my top name coming in, but Dallas Goddard was right there for me, and I was honestly looking for some insight from you because, you know, with Zach Ertz being the heavy passing emphasis over the last couple of years and Goddard being tied into in the passing game at best, I was wondering kind of what the other plays were like for Goddard because when you look at Thomas, yeah, he had a fantastic year last year. He had a lot of production, but he also had by far the most targets. Like, he got the most attention in the passing game, without a doubt, between these two guys. You know, Evan Ingram had the Pro Bowl season, and people were probably going to yell at us because we're not picking Evan Ingram, but... No, that's absurd. Evan Ingram is not as good as these players. Evan Ingram's not that good. And it makes me really sad because I was big Evan Ingram fan going into his draft eligible season, and I was like, this dude's going to change the league. And he ended up being—I remember that—that that just kind of a receiver guy, and didn't really develop much after that. So when just you just look- kind of a receiver guy is a low-key hilarious way of describing Evan Ingram. I mean, yeah, just, 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 just kind of a receiver guy. Yeah, just like, uh, just like a guy, and he's like a receiver. He's just, just he's like a receiver guy. Right. I mean, <laughs> spot the lie. Logan Thomas has the one good year. It was last year. It was, it was a lot of attention, a lot of production, and, and perhaps moving forward, like, oh, he's the dude, but. I I didn't love the idea of putting Thomas there. So if you tell me that we can get a more complete game out of Dallas Goddard, especially when you look at the team-building aspect of the guys that we already have on the offense, I'm great with that. And I'll also say this, I, just as a general commentary, and this isn't like to justify Goddard at all, it is hard to figure out how good Logan Thomas is because of the nature of the quarterbacks that play there. I'm largely thinking of Alex Thomas, but even like Alex Smith, excuse me, but even like Kyle Allen, uh, this passing game was so quick game oriented and it was very high volume on Logan Thomas accordingly. And because whenever you go quick game, you really like the ability to access your tight end just working against zone linebackers. Like that's ideal. That's awesome. So, I don't know. I, I like Logan Thomas, what he is, but I, I I do think we've got a little bit more to figure out. Whereas Goddard is blocked at a very high level for multiple seasons, and he's been a very good yards after cash player for multiple seasons. That's good. So to me, I, I like that, and I'm down with that. Right? Okay. All right. I'm, I'm comfortable with this. I really am. Because we, okay. we, ha- we have enough big-time playmakers in the receiving game. I was going to lean towards more of an all-around guy, and I was hoping that you would say kind words about Dallas Goddard because I also liked him. Um, when he was going to, when we were going through his draft process. Let's talk about offensive tackles. Now, I feel like this division as a whole has a lot of injury concerns along the offensive line. So I got to remind everybody, once again, injuries are turned off. Now, we discussed this 
last podcast when it came to a couple of guys that we were deciding between and injuries that they've dealt with in the past do affect these players because it might prohibit them from playing at the high level we believe they can play. Like sometimes they've just got too much wear and tear on them and those injuries still count, but the availability part of it does not. So I think this is going to be an interesting discussion as we go through this offensive line, try to pick the best players. For the Philadelphia Eagles, we got Lane Johnson, we got Andre Dillard, also Jordan Mailata. We have, for the Dallas Cowboys, Tyron Smith, Lyle Collins. For the Washington football team, we've got Brandon Scherf. We've got Charles Leno Jr. Oh, I guess, no, Brandon Scherf's an interior offensive lineman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say, that um, guy's definitely a guard. Yeah. Uh, we got Charles Leno Jr. We got Cornelius Lucas, Sam Cosme, Rick Leonard. And for the New York Giants, we have Andrew Thomas. Matthew Peart. And that's it, I think. Yeah, Nate Solder's not in a contract with them right now. Oh, he's still on the depth chart, but he's like way at the bottom of the depth chart. So that, yeah, that's probably means that I'm it's pretty sure he's not on a contract. Weird situation. Okay. Um, who are the first couple of names that stand out to you? Because I think there's two that clearly stand out if we're cool with injury history. Yes, this absolutely should be Lane Johnson and Tyron Smith. Okay. You're not worried. Are you are you worried at all about pass injuries with either of these players? With Tyron, a little bit more just because I I mean like Tyron's a freak in terms of his Correct. <laughs> and Lane is also a freak. The thing is like Lane keeps getting ankle sprains. And if we're, he's not getting ankle sprains, he's probably going to be fine. It, the thing is he keeps playing with ankle problems and then he doesn't look as good. So assuming no new ankle sprains, which is what injuries turned off means, I think. Right, right, then, right. Then, yeah, we should. I, I think we're okay with both. Uh, I, they're both such good athletes. And also, like, Tyron's an unbelievable technical player. And Lane is, is as good of a vertical setter as there is. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, to me, I'm, I think we're okay. Okay. Then I, th- these are those are clearly the two names that you would want to put on this team. I mean, we're talking about one of, if not the best right tackle in the NFL and one of, if not the best left tackle in the NFL. I mean, like there, I, I know there's a lot of guys who have had more availability than these two that have put their names now in the conversation, but we've talked about these guys at the top of their game as the best that there are. So if we have the ability to pick them, I think that they should absolutely represent this team. So I'm with you. I'm cool with it. Interior offensive lineman for the Eagles. We got Jason Kelsey. We got Brandon Brooks. Uh, Landon Dickerson, I guess. Um, yeah, buddy. Who's, who's, who's playing left guard for them? Probably Isaac, no, Nate. Isaac Samalo. He's okay. Been on the starting left guard for seasons. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Samalo is playing left left guard. He's the other option for them. Tyler Biotish for the Dallas Cowboys. Zach Martin for the Cowboys. Connor Williams for the Cowboys. Brandon Sheriff. Now I get to say Brandon Sheriff for the Washington Football Team. Chase Roulier. Eric Flowers. Um. It's probably all we would name. And then from the Giants, we have Nick Gates, Shane Lemieux, and Will Hernandez. All right, so. This is. We're we're about to set up a sick offensive line. So Kelsey is the player who immediately stands out as, even if injuries are turned off, like Kelsey has absolutely lost a step. So. Centers are him, Mm -hmm. Tyler Biotish. Chase Rulia. Chase Roulier, right? And then the Giants, Nick Gates, or whatever the heck it is. Roulier is quite good. He is. I think Kelsey's still better. I'd still but pick I'm... Kelsey. Yeah. Okay. I, I And I think that that's appropriate. I 
I, again, I don't want to be looking at things with Eagles goggles, but it feels to me like he, that that's the better player. So, okay. Uh, Kelsey at center. At guard, we have the best problem in the world, which is we have Zach Barton, Brandon Scherf, and Brandon Brooks, who are th- probably three of the five best guards in the league when they're all healthy. There's no way to be wrong here, but there's also no way to be right. This is, this is a godforsaken <laughs> exercise. I would say, given my... Uh, Brandon Brooks tore one Achilles, came back from that, and now he's torn another Achilles. There's no reason to believe he can't come back from the second one the way he came back from the first one, but he is coming off of a major, major injury, whereas Brandon Scherf isn't, and I don't think Zach Martin's injury was major as well. I think it was more so nagging throughout the season, right? I'm putting so, Zach Martin in here, so yes. Yeah, so I think it's Martin and Scherf just because we don't know exactly what Brooks is yet back from the Achilles. If this is like 2019 Brooks, it's a whole conversation. It's probably... Brooks and Martin would be what I argued for. But again, I don't think you can be wrong here. I think it, like you said, at very worst, you're putting an, a, a top tier name into a conversation of guys. And so I think it's probably the same thing as center, right? We, we look at both Kelsey and Roulier and say that these guys are, would both be fantastic options. I'm going to give the nod to Jason Kelsey because unless last year was really like the beginning of the end for him. I still think we're going to get really good play from him because he's just a really good offensive lineman. And then between Sheriff and Brooks, you're right. I think that if both are healthy, it's a conversation for two of the best guards in the league. And one of them is a lot more healthy and we've got a lot more confidence in their house. So we're just going to pick that guy. So I'm going to go with Brandon Sheriff. Sound good? Fine by me. Uh, Brandon Brooks should be on the team. What, but- what, what do you, what do you, what do you want him to play? Mascot can he can, he can be the he can he can physically be the what Hold is it back. the O'Higgins Land Minx? O'Higgins Land Mink, yes. There you go. Then he could be the he can be the mink. He'd be a good mink. <laughs> For the it's offense whale, here with the NFC East, we got Dak Prescott at quarterback, we got Saquon Barkley at running back, Amari Cooper, Terry McLaurin, Kenny Galladay at wide receiver, Dallas Goddard at tight end, and then Tyron Smith, Lane Johnson at tackle, Jason Kelsey, Zach Martin, Brandon Sheriff is the interior offensive line players. My oh my we are starting off hot baby this now this team's good it looks so good now let's do defense no 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 wait (laughs) wait we got ads to read we're still we're still gonna bask in the glory of this offense as we read this builtbar.com ad these are the best tasting protein bars on the planet people normally when you're eating protein bars you're thinking okay i'm gonna get protein bars that taste like absolute chalk that are great for my diet, or you're going to go, okay, I want protein bars that actually taste good, that have 900 grams of sugar in every half bar. You don't have to make that decision with BuiltBar.com because it makes it for you because it's the best of both worlds. It's low in calories, low in sugar, but also high in protein, high in fiber. Go over to their website, BuiltBar.com. Check out all of the different flavors they have and use the promo code LOCKED15, that's LOCKED and then 1-5, to get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15, best tasting protein bars on the planet over at BuiltBar.com. We also got to talk to the people about Rock Auto. .com, which is a family-owned business serving auto parts to customers online for over 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com right now and shop for whatever you're looking for, auto body, body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers, no matter what you're driving. Best of all, prices over rockauto.com, always very reliably low. It's the same for the professionals as it is all the do-it-yourselfers out there. There's no need to go spend twice as much for the same part when you know that rockauto.com exists. If you go to rockauto.com, 
See all the parts that they have available for your car or truck, whether it's a fix or an upgrade. And if you do, write Locked On NFL Draft in your little How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you their way. That would really help us out. That would help keep the on-air lights on for the podcast, if you will. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the car parts you are ever going to need over at rockauto.com. All right, let's get into the defense now. Ben said this wasn't going to look pretty. For the edge group, that's where we'll start here. The Eagles are boasting Brandon Graham. Josh Sweat, Derek Barnett, and future Hall of Famer Ryan Kerrigan. The Dallas Cowboys, they got Demarcus Lawrence, they got Bradley Anai, Randy Gregory, Chauncey Goldson. Watch the football team, we've got Chase Young, we got Montez Sweat. And then for the New York Giants, we've got Leonard Williams, BJ Hill, O'Shane Zimenez, Ryan Anderson. Aziz Ojolari, Afedio Mbingbo. We're not going to get to him anyways, so that's the group. You I don't still know. Better to try to say his name anyway. I saw some. Yeah, I, yeah. I gave, gave him my best shot. I just had to show people I'm not scared. I might be wrong, but I'm not scared. We got some good edge guys to choose from here, Ben. I don't know what you're talking about. I think it's this is a, it's fine. I wouldn't say it's amazing. Uh, I mean, it's I'm no, thinking... it's, it's no, it's no. Uh, T.J. Watt and Miles Garrett. <laughs> yeah, that's facts. I'm thinking D-Law and uh, Chase Young. That, to me, makes the most sense. Uh, Montez Sweat is an ascending player. Brandon Graham has been a good player for a long time, but he isn't a high sack artist, and he's probably a descending player at this stage in his career. Uh, D-Law is still about as dangerous as it comes. And then Young, only 6.5 sacks last season, but he seems like a guy who's figuring it out. And so, to me, those are the two that make the most sense. Am I, I missing anybody? I, too would vote for both of those players. I think they have the highest ceiling of anybody there. Montez Sweat is nice. I I don't really know what to do with Leonard Williams. I think he's Not an, an in, he's interior a, player. Yeah, okay. I, I would say that he's an interior player, right? He, he's got to be. They've got him listed yes. weird on this depth chart, but I, I think that he's an interior player. So I wasn't even really so, considering Leonard Williams there. Right, so if you go PFF snaps by position and you take detailed positions, uh, he took... The, the more snaps anywhere else than a defensive right tackle as they charted, right? Uh, and then next up was right end, and then it was right end outside. And so basically, always have him working from the right side. But you have to combine his right end and his right end outside snaps, REO, right, Rio, uh, to hit his defensive right tackle snaps. And then you still have uh, another 60 snaps to defensive left tackle. He took 14, uh, or excuse me, he took. 32 snaps at nose tackle so he plays all over the place but majority of snaps it's it's close but majority of snaps happen on the interior then we agree so of the interior players because we're going with demarcus lords chase young for the philadelphia eagles we got fletcher cox uh we got javon hargrave we've got milton williams robert i'm picking milton williams for the dallas cowboys we have carlos watkins tristan hill neville galmore for the Washington football team, we've got Deron Payne. We've got John Allen. And then for the New York Giants, now we have Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence and Austin Jackson. Oh, also, B.J. Hill. I'm going to throw him in there. Well, we're not going to pick B.J. Good Hill, player. but wanted to give him good the shout-out. Good player. Want to give yeah. him the shout-out. So it's a it's an elite defensive tackle group, right? I mean, like, this is sick. Uh, if we were smart, we would have been like, Leonard Williams is an edge, so we could have got him in, in there, but we aren't. Uh, Fletch... John Allen, I 
right? It's Fletch, John Allen, Leonard Williams are your big three yeah. that you talk about. Yeah. And right. And even then, like Deron Payne is awesome. It's just he doesn't bring as much as a sack player. Uh, I'm going to say this because it's necessary to say Fletch is over 30. Uh, turned 30 this past season, I want to say. And has not been like he, he had a ten and a half sack season in 2018, and since then three and a half sacks and six and a half sacks, which is a lot more so kind of what he is. He's not really a high TFL player either. He uh, doesn't really finish too much on line of scrimmage. He's not what I would describe as an ascending player. I think we've probably seen Fletch's peak, and Kenny is what he is. Is he still top two? I, I think f- so. I feel I feel like he is just because it's it's Fletcher freaking Cox. Right, but I'm telling you, Fletcher freaking Cox hasn't been Fletcher freaking Cox for a hot second. But I still think he's top two. It's just worth mentioning that. Who's your other one? I think it's Jonathan Allen. I think if we're putting Fletcher Cox in there, then John Allen should probably be the other one. Why is so? Like, I feel like Leonard Williams would be my substitute for Fletcher Cox. Just because of play style? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't really know why you're saying Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Just from play style. Okay. I'm fine with Cox and Allen. It just feels really... Should we... Should we take Leonard Williams and put him at edge and take Chase Young off? Get the best four? Make Leonard Williams a base five tech? It's a big defensive line. I mean, that'd be thick. It... <laughs> Thick is actually a pretty good description. Uh, it, it would be thick. I honestly think that I think that might be the best move. I, at first, I was like, "No, he's an interior player." But the more I think about it, the more I, that's what I want to do. He's just got the versatility, and I feel like I, I don't want to leave Leonard Williams off this team. So, John Allen at the one. Yep. Fletch at the three. Yes. Williams at the five. Yes. D lots at the seven. Basically. We, we are never lacking for size ever, and any boundary plays we have zero percent chance of making from the defensive line. But that's acceptable. I'm fine with it. Okay. I think that allows us to get the best players in here, and we're not bending the rules too much. We're bending the rules a decent bit. Nah, man. We're not. Nah, nah, us? No, 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 no. If it if it was a different. If it was like linebacker safety corner, we'd be fine with it because that's where you typically see more flexibility. Um, but it's not, and so we're a little bit more remiss to it. All right, speaking of off-ball linebacker, let's get to that group next. For the Philadelphia Eagles. Never heard of them. Okay, so for the Dallas Cowboys. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, they got Alex Singleton, Jannard Avery, TJ Edwards, Davian Taylor. Sean Bradley for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> that was just rude. We've got Leighton Vander Esch, Jalen Smith, Micah Parsons, and Keanu Neal. For the Washington football team, we've got Jamin Davis, John Bostick, Cole Holcomb. And then for the New York Giants, we've got Blake Martinez, Lorenzo Carter. That's about it. They got Reggie Ragland, but we ain't picking Reggie Ragland, so. Is it the worst position 
Yeah, yes, so yeah, far. yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it is. No, it is. uh, are you talking about like in the whole series? In the Trevor, in the whole series. I mean, was running back for the AFC East worse? Yeah, no, because we only had to pick one. Oh, okay, that's fair. Two of these guys. That's fair. Who? Um, what do you want? An owl? <laughs> Cole Holcomb. And. I'm very glad we're doing Cole Holcomb, and it's like, yes, because Cole Holcomb is a really good cover player, and I think he should be on just because of that, because yeah. he has an elite trait. Right, yeah. That I don't really think anybody else has. Like, even Blake Martinez between the tackles. Like, I don't even think Martinez is just that good. He's just really high tackle number guy. Uh, Leighton Van Resch, a really rough season last season. Jalen Smith was targeting coverage constantly. Uh, the, the Eagles linebacker room is absolutely atrocious. Uh, the Washington let Kevin Pierre-Lewis walk. Maybe you put, you pair Holcomb with John Bostick, who I think is a decent thumper. It's so bad, dude. Michael Parsons. We're not doing that. Why not? How, how, how much do you actually believe he is that better than, better than what you just called the worst group that we've gone over yet as a top five player in the class for me? You're, you're basically arguing it could be anything. It could be a, it could even be a boat here. Who's the actually, boat? No, Who's the boat? Not right. I'm about to say you're not. You're actually you're not really arguing that. Right. Because, right. <laughs> I'm not right. If I if I had the boat to pick, I'd pick yeah, the right. boat. <laughs> <laughs> We're making a Family Guy reference here. Uh, this is just it's a meme. I don't know. I've never really watched that before. But anyway, I mean, are we really okay. gonna play Blake, Blake Martinez to try to save the galaxy here? So you're playing Michael Parsons. You're playing a rookie. Okay. Yeah. I think it's Martinez. Or no, I think no, no, no. I, I meant to say Micah. Frick. I think it's Micah. Oh, so you are gonna pick Micah? I'll do it. Let's go, baby. We got a rookie. Is he our first rookie? Uh, is he? He might be. I don't think we've had another another rookie. We didn't last episode. Um. We didn't the episode before. Certainly didn't in the AFC North. Um, yeah, I think he is our first rookie. Wow! Congratulations, Michael Parsons. You were drafted to the worst division ever, <laughs> and you may not even like start on your own team, but we think you're the second best linebacker here. Oh boy! Okay, Big so rip. moving on. Couldn't move on quick enough. Going to the cornerback room for the Philadelphia Eagles. We got Avante Maddox, Darius Slay, Kevin Seymour. I could like, I don't even think I could name another Eagles corner on the depth chart besides those guys. Zach McPherson. Oh, McPherson. They added some, some uh, Nate Nate Metters or something. Yeah, Nate Metters. We got Lavert uh, Hill, Shaquille, Shaquille Taylor. They brought him from from. We yep. have Lavert Hill. Yeah, they got Lavert Hill. I I legitimately did not know Lavert Hill was on the roster. James, Eagles corner room is unbelievable. James Craig. Michael Jaquette. Oh, Mike Jaquette. Louisiana Lafayette broke up a pass on DeAndre Hopkins last year. It was amazing. And we're not naming Electric. Any. We're not we're not going with any of these guys. Oh, for Dallas. Oh man. Trayvon Diggs, Jordan Lewis, Kelvin Joseph. It's not great, brother. I have to I literally have to say the name Nashawn Wright. 
lot of lot, lot, lot of corners in this division. Washington, they are they're physically here. Washington football team. We got William Jackson. We got Kendall Fuller. We got Jimmy Moreland. Okay, okay, okay. All right, okay. New York Giants. James Bradbury. Odori Jackson. Darnay Holmes. J- did you just say Jameis Bradbury? If I did, then uh, apologies to the Bradbury. Hundred percent what it sounded like to the said. Bradbury family. All right, so Bradbury's in here for sure. And William Jackson? Yes. Right? Because Darius Slay is not wasn't great last year, and even in his final year in Detroit wasn't too great. And I'd love to tell you that Darius Slay is going to be at least number two, but I don't think he is. Uh, uh, to me, it's William Jackson and James Bradbury, which Bradbury had a very nice season last season. Even if you project down a little bit, I still think he's top two. And then William Jackson is like a nicely underrated player, but I would say that it's it's uh, it's it's not the best corner two that we've yet signed. Now I'm going. Now I'm going. Now I'm going back and forth. Now I think it's Darius Slay. Dude, Slay is at the, I would describe Slay at this point as like fine to acceptable. Yeah, but is it because the secondary around him sucked? A little bit. That that that's that's you can make that argument. I think I'm going Darius Slay here, man. Slay and Bradbury? Yes. William Jackson's pretty doggone good, brother. I think he's I think he's I I, I viewed William Jackson the way that you're viewing Darius Slay. And I'm higher on Darius Slay than that. You think William Jackson's what on the downtrend? No, I just think that he's like fine to good, and I think that Darius Slay could be like good to great. At some I mean, point. they they just gave William Jackson what which contract at twenty eight. He was given a three year forty two million dollar deal. Darius so so that's fourteen million per. Darius Slay was given a three year fifty million dollar deal. So that's. 15 16 per as more 16 17 per excuse me uh that was one year ago and he was a little older he was 30 when he got it so market's telling you slays better i'm fine with it all right we're gonna go with that we're gonna roll with that then safety group philadelphia eagles we've got anthony harris we got marcus epps we got Kayvon wallace dallas cowboys we have donovan wilson reggie robinson the second how are these teams even real? Alive. Uh, the Washington football team, we've got Cam Curl. We got Landon Collins, who might be a linebacker. We got Troy Apke. Uh, what, what, where, where are we right now? Where, uh, where, uh, who are you? Do the Giants. Giants are the saving grace. Okay. Logan Ryan, Jabril Peppers, Julian Love, Xavier McKinney. Yeah, baby. Let's go. Sell me on them. Great players. Dude, I honestly, like, I don't know. Uh, this is a, firstly, we've yet even to discuss our flex position, which I don't even know. Like, maybe we, it's a third corner. Maybe we just get William Jackson there at default. Um, uh, uh, Cam Curl played really well last season. It's one year of a seventh-round pick. I do not want to put too much stock in that. Uh, I think that julian love has been an extremely pleasant surprise for the new york giants he was a fourth round pick at corner who made a convert to free safety i think logan ryan at this stage of his career is, is a nickel linebacker blitz player i think uh, logan ryan should probably be our slot guy do we have like was is there a major objection here 
Who else um, is who else is there? I would rather have William Jackson there than Logan Ryan there. Logan Ryan's coverage numbers out of the slot are atrocious. Man, I like Logan Ryan. Logan Ryan, Dude, you're, uh, you're you're hurting me. You're hurting my guy here. Logan Ryan. Okay, so I wrote this in August of 2020. So off the 2019 season. I don't care what you uh, wrote. Who are you? Yeah, it's a good point. You never played. Uh, Ryan, you never played Ryan, the game. Ryan was the most targeted slot corner in the NFL last season by 97 targets, 13 more than the next closest, and gave up the seventh worst yards per snap out of all slot corners. No slot corner gave up more than Ryan's five touchdowns, but also none had more than his three interceptions. So, not good numbers for Logan Ryan in, as a cover man. Logan Ryan is the guy you want in the slot if you're going to blitz your nickel a lot. He's a good blitzer. He's a good run defender. Good tackler. I do not think he's a good cover man. I would rather William Jackson there. But even then, we still got the freaking problem of the fact that none of these teams have any good freaking safeties. I know Eagles fans are probably right now like Rodney McLeod. Man, Rodney is like a very average player at this stage in his career. Uh, I just, that, that that's 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 where I am on Rodney. I didn't think that we'd be sitting here debating safeties. You're right. This, this defense, this side of the ball for this division is not good. No, it is not. It is extremely. I mean, do we have that. do we have to say Anthony Harris as one of them? I mean, so I feel like, like I feel like we got to say Harris is one. Harris signed a one year, five million dollar deal. I know, but we didn't. We didn't. I don't think anybody thought Harris's market was going to be that bad. I mean, I watch him, and again, I see like a a perfectly acceptable. What well, that's totally- uh, in this division. I think you can get a little bit better than perfectly acceptable in this division. No, no, no. That no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying if you if you're telling me that this safety is perfectly acceptable, then if I'm picking for safeties of this division, I'm gonna go get on the team, <laughs> represent our division. No, I'm saying I think we can do better than that. Who? Who? Cam, Cur- Cam, Cam Curl and Julian Love. <laughs> I think <He> said. <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't take myself seriously. Oh my God, Cam Curl and Julian Love. You pick. I don't hate Julian Love as a pick. All right. Okay. All right. We're going Anthony Harris. <laughs> it's so bad, dude. Anthony Harris and Julian Love. I'm fine with it. Just full am, sending. Am I, am, am, I, am, I, am I getting William Jackson in the slot? Sure. All right. Then, yes. Full send it. I don't care. At that, Yeah. At this point, we just have to get. It needs to be done. Yeah, we just we just got to get like talent. All right, there we go. Feels great. <laughs> Hope everybody had a great time. It starts so strong, and then you get to the back seven. It's like holy Moses, how are these teams alive? I don't have the final. I don't have the final ta- final tally up here. Uh, you would you've got to you've got to buy some time in order for me to count these up. Give oh, give me teams? give me like thirty seconds. Okay. The Washington football team is currently at their over-under win set at like 8. Dallas has it at like 9.5. I think Washington's more likely to win the division. I would recommend betting Washington. Not necessarily over the win. I think I would take them over the win total at 8, actually. But you can also get them to win the division usually at like plus 150-ish or something like that. That's very good. I think Dave Gettleman should probably be fired. Uh, I think Daniel Jones should be replaced. I think that the Giants are going to have a solid defense and a semi-solid running game. But the offensive line is going to be really bad. And I don't think you can surround Jones with enough weapons to make him realistically All right, we got it. Like, okay. Recapping this roster here. Offense started off strong. 
Okay. Strong. We got Dak Prescott at quarterback, Saquon Barkley in the backfield with him, Amari Cooper, Terry McLaurin, Kenny Galladay at wide receiver, Dallas Goddard at tight end, Tyron Smith, Lane Johnson as the tackles, Jason Kelsey, Zach Martin, and Brandon Scherf as the interior offensive lineman. That, that can win you a couple of games in this tournament. Now the defense, we went all beef on the D-line. We went to Marcus Lawrence, Leonard Williams, Fletcher Cox, John Allen. You're not running the ball on this group. Beef. Absolute hogs. Off-ball linebacker. That's where things start to go downhill a little bit. We got Cole Holcomb and Micah Parsons, our first rookie in this entire event because... If we had another choice, uh, we just were trying to look for the upside there. Cornerbacks, we got James Bradbury and Darius Slay on the outside with William Jackson playing in the slot. And then at safety, we got Julian Love at free safety and Anthony Harris at strong safety. If we divide all these up, the Philadelphia Eagles had six players. The Dallas Cowboys had six players. The New York Giants had five players. And the Washington football team had five players. Did I have great? Did I wait? Do I have too many numbers? No, no, no. That's 22. Got it. We got it. We got it. Coaching staff. What's the coaching staff here for this team? Uh, just a ton of great head coaches between Nick Sirianni, Mike McCarthy, and Joe Judge. Uh, so you're, you're giving it to Ron Rivera, right, as the head coach. Uh, again, offensive coordinator, nothing, I think, tremendous to write home about. you got some nice, exciting young guys in Scott Turner and Kellen Moore. With that group, I probably want to edge Kellen Moore. Uh, and then defensive coordinator, a spot where I actually do feel like there's uh, goodness to be had here. Patrick Graham, the D.C. of the Giants, I think he's got his head screwed on straight. Uh, respect Jack Del Rio. I think he has a good defense there in Washington. Just generally don't like Jack Del Rio as a coach very much. Uh, and so I'd rather take Patrick Graham. You said a lot of names there. I need you to just straight tell me who you want. O.C., Kellen Moore, D.C., Patrick Graham. Maybe next time, put your listening ears on. And then that way you'll hear. It. So we got Ron Rivera, Kellen Moore, Patrick Graham. Yes, it's great. Okay, this is this is, it's this is tough. Not, that's not a good. It's not a good team, brother. This is tough, folks. Before we get out of here, Ben mentioned a little bit of over unders right there. But Bet Online is the fast and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You can get all, all your the latest, sports action. Yeah, all dude, all your sports action. In fact, Ben, you can get all of the latest news, odds, and info. For all sports, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and even UFC MMA action as well. But you didn't know mm. that, did you? I did not. Mostly because I don't listen when you talk. Don't sit on the... Okay. Don't sit on the sidelines <laughs> anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their playoff runs and as the regular season starts to get underway for some sports. Head over to the website now or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first Deposit when you use the promo code locked on. That's all caps, one word locked on. Bet online, your online sports book experts. The NFC East, what 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 was the mascot? What was the the link? No, yeah, but what was the land? Oh, Frick. That's the best uh, that's the best uh, part of the name. Frick, 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 O'Higgin, O'Hallen. So O'Higgins land. Frick, 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 Frick. Uh, what did you delete the tab? We, yes, you, you never, you never you, delete tabs. Any idea how many tabs I use? So O'Higgins Land. O'Higgins Land. O'Higgins Land. All right, there we go. This is the NFC East O'Higgins Land Minx. Not sure how far they're going to get in this tournament. You guys can decide what their seeding is going to be when we end up voting on these uh, sometime next week. We got one more episode in this series that we got coming at you tomorrow. Until then, you guys keep it locked right here on Locked On NFL Draft.